in Italian, we have a saying about uh, needing to know how to live. I think it might be a Neapolitan saying, and it's something along the lines of sapir campare. But it might be Italian. I don't know. Here's where with dialects I, I get confused. But since my mother's Neapolitan, I'm pretty sure it's Neapolitan. Only friends from other places of Italy can tell me about this one because I forget. Knowing how to campare, as I said, and it's not campari, it's campare, C-A-M-P-A-R-E. That means, again, it's the dialect because to live is vita. Saper vivere would be in direct Italian, anyone who's curious. So again, <laughs> saper campare instead is the dialect. And when they use it, usually it'll be when someone does not know how to live life. And uh, it's very straightforward when we talk to each other about living life. A lot of people like to claim they know how. And uh, Enlightenment Soul Age person will actually notice that mm, there's an issue with this. No person that I've ever met so far uh, unconsciously loves humanity. And while some will say, but Maria, that's not an equation to living life. Mm, actually, if you're a secure attachment person and you're a functional adult, and that means you have a restorative embodied self and an integrated mind, which is the optimal well-being of a human being, and that's when you can start actually tapping into your infinite higher human consciousness potential experience, you will know that, yes, to know how to live means to know how to handle adaptive children particularly. That's 3D, 4D mindsets, energy, and those would be the separation consciousness people, and that's not because they're separate from anything. Uh, it's actually all who have an agenda that they are very proud to yell about and share with us. And here's why we know how to campare, as I said. Uh, we will be curious about all of these things in general. And so let me begin, because this is the fifth time I actually try to share with you this random food for thought episode. And it's funny because I know there's a sweet spot for me for this one. It's one that describes the ability for a person who's only a love cycle with mysticism to actually know how to compare since the day that you can remember with the one emotion that any person can reproduce all on their own in their own physical body by being able to maintain a safe haven and safe base within your own physical body, which is called you being able to be in a secure attachment body. So let me read, that might be ideal, from lovely Polly Secure, as she spells out something that I was already learning from Daniel Siegel in my interpersonal neurobiology class. Okay, so earn secure attachment. This is on page 199, and then we're going to move into 200 and maybe 201. We'll see. Okay, and then I will go back to 198 as well. There's some stuff that I want to read to you. So those of us, she says, who did not experience a securely attached childhood can still develop what is called earned secure attachment. You can have meaning, meaningful contact with teachers, friends, lovers, mentors, therapists, or other relatives who can empathically resonate and securely bond with you and assist you in adjusting your attachment style towards becoming more secure. 
She says at the self level, one way to develop earned secure attachment is through making sense of your story. And she goes on now to share what Daniel Siegel, which I've learned and we've talked about, he says, we can make sense of our attachment history by creating a coherent narrative of our past experiences. And this is where a person can be able to move from unresolved trauma to resolved trauma because they will create a coherent narrative. And that means they start to process the emotions that arise. So they start to create the integration of the mind by allowing themselves to know their differentiated self and to just understand that where there is unresolved trauma, it's something that took place too fast, too soon, too much. It overwhelmed, it moved beyond, it moved the person beyond their window of tolerance. There is a fragmented part Okay, it's an experience that has a fragment, so it's out of a timestamp in the hippocampus. It's a charged state. That's why they're using more the word trauma than they used to, because it's described and explained better. So it's the window of tolerance that tells us if a person will have had an experience that equates trauma. This means that you were not able to process the emotion, and it created... A specific way that your body stored it now for those of us who are in the enlightenment soul age group and 5d mystics i can tell you even with all the panic attacks that's where it's not ever been overwhelming to the point of me being destabilized where i couldn't work and do stuff the nervous systems dysregulation is manageable by those of us who wield our mind because every time those things took place and when they still do, I'm using my own capability to navigate left and right mode easily. When I shared this experience with someone who suffers from panic attacks, they began getting into their adaptive child mode and becoming biologically rude and starting to get agitated and transfer their frustration by speaking words of, yeah, this is not true, something like that. And I was like, okay, that's not actually necessary because <laughs> I'm not telling you what to do. I was giving you something that works for me. Uh, it's the same when someone's told me in the past, you need to try and, you know, do it through, go through, do, uh, what was it? Someone actually said, it's all in your mind. You just need to go. And uh, basically they tried telling me what to do and this is a person who consistently tries to tell me what to do because they consistently don't heal their own stuff <laughs> and uh, when they said in many different ways the same thing I kept replying to them thank you for your suggestions I actually will not be doing that but I know you care about me and I will keep it in mind so much so I'll never forget you don't ever listen to me you should listen to me I listen to you I didn't ask you to listen to me but I do thank you again for your advice. So here's where adaptive children don't know how to be grown-ups and they like to go around telling other people what to do with their life. That's where the 4D, 3D and all the other soul age groups end up being. And we actually just put up with them because why not? They're, again, not harming anyone by sharing with us how much they care and their insecure attachment is not for us to handle. They're handling it by being their adaptive child. Safety behaviors is what comes up. So we just tell them authentically and transparently what's what and then they will accept in time that we are who we are and we've already accepted that they are who they are. In fact, this person, again, they still do the same stuff 
over and over and over again. It just transforms into different mannerisms that, you know, since we're all a pattern and people who tweak their patterns are still patterns, we still know exactly what to expect and how to work through that. So it's always, it's always surprising a little bit, though, I have to say, because you'll think that maybe there will have been a, a way that there has been growth and, and then, oh, no, never mind. Functional adults, they don't tell each other what to do. They actually enjoy and are enriched. So the difference when people are enriched by each other and they're not trying to belong and see, this is the part. When you are a human being who knows enlightenment your entire life, you recognize why you don't like people in your space. And that's why I know my two-year-old and why it's still here with my lovely mother and twin. <laughs> and I still am working to get mature on that one. And while people will think that it is um, something, what's it called, immature, the reality is it's when you know that you want to do life your way and that's all and you can't because you have to compromise. So here's why it's beautiful to have family, right? The world doesn't revolve around you. That's is life. Life is you getting to know how to share. <laughs> that's the truth. This is what makes us the best co-creators. And when you're a 5D man, it's just oh, a joyride. But long story short, I know exactly why I get how I get with my lovely family. And I laugh and they laugh. And the beauty of unconditional love is knowing that you support each other. And that's because it's personality. So we have different types of agencies or, excuse me, drives. One is agency, then another's belonging, and another's certainty. You can better bet that mine's agency all over it. And it was a very dominant one as a child, and I'm a twin. And also, there's the part where they, that my twin came home a month after I came home. So I was also given like a little bit of a rude awakening, I think. And that might be stored. Who knows? All these different variables. But what I'm trying to get at is... We don't like to be told what to do and people that try to tell us what to do and then try to shove us in their puzzle pieces, they're not, we're not fond of that, not at all. And that's exactly where I'm going to leave it <laughs> because to this day, don't shove me in your puzzle piece. I just learned how to be a grown-up about it, which is why when Sadhguru says your loved one's quality control, yes. There are some people that will always be quality control, especially as they move into complete just spiritual bypassing, thinking of themselves as anointed ones because they have clairs, because they have intuitive, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, I just need to be polite to the kids so they stop thinking that I don't love them and they can go on their merry way and leave me alone. Because see, here's where if you give the kid what they want, some people are like, but why would you? Because it's harmless. Letting somebody think that they know everything and when they don't, it's not changing my life. They don't know how to compare <laughs> right here. I'm just going to keep using that word. So we don't have to get into a fight or a discussion or an argument with some human being who consistently year after year after year in their entire life just keeps on blinding themselves with having to do this little competition dance that has no place in any sphere except for their own invisible eyes. So 
peace shall be what triumphs in the land of enlightenment soul age group and again states of consciousness we don't meddle with them we learn how to make use of our oversoul quality control let me get curious about your perspective today and let me learn how to be in my lovely lovely nervous system with you which is always awesome by the way because here's the thing the rainbow it's a beautiful beautiful array of colors that's the spice of life not actually people who are stuck in their narrative and then want to use the whole idea of perfect timing will allow a person the time to get into their optimal frequency you know what your frequency is it's if you learn how to be your higher self and all these people that i talk about i'm 43 they're all adults i don't have well i do have children and they're actually more mature than the other than the adults are lo and behold we'll have to wait to see once they become adults but let me finish reading um we do this by putting together the story of what we went through as a child and examining how our attachment history impacts our present sense of self and our relationships today okay so she is talking still about daniel siegel and making sense of your attachment history by creating a coherent narrative of your past experiences so you put together your story what you went through as a child and you examine obviously how this attachment history impacts your present sense of self and the relationships that you have today now the sense of self remember it's distorted by those or for those who actually did not get secure attachment attachment ruptures and trauma leave remarks on the psyche distorting the sense of self through the belief that a person does not matter that a person is flawed broken unworthy or too much while simultaneously being not enough and that is what needs to be repaired and if you do repair that with the sense of self or with others this is where you will find a way to actually have an internal attachment healing and that is what you need in order for the heart of secure functioning to become possible and to take place in all of your relationships so secure relationships are not about um, being together forever they are about people who even when taking different directions and apart from each other are happy for each other and that they actually come together easily and uh, also move away easily and that's where the enlightenment soul age person is in fact we don't even build secure attachment relationships because we will know attachment security from within our own body now those who are in a shame cycle no so for the love cycle people we're flawed and imperfect unconditionally loving ourselves there's never one day of my life that i felt broken in this way or unworthy no flawed yes and imperfect because i've been told about my imperfections by many people and i will always have said uh this is who i am if you don't like it mm, it's okay we don't have to be friends i learned this as a teenager and then i moved into my adulthood and now i just say this is who i am and i'm very open to differences but i'm open to this is who i am and that's it i do not expect anything from anyone in a way of giving me a thumbs up or thumbs down it's they either enjoy and through actions people show each other that we enjoy right how do we do that well again how do we build secure relationships hmm so one let me finish again reading for those who might not have secure attachment in case you are looking to develop 
into the 5DC, maybe enlightenment soul age or person of yourself at some point, but at the very least, the functional adult. So if you put together the story that you went through as a child and you examine your attachment history and how it impacts your present day self and your relationships, you'll be good to start a journey. By telling the stories that have previously been unspoken, we allow ourselves to feel what has been unfelt and bring love to what has seemed unlovable. When we are able to describe our painful past experiences, that's for those who have, again, painful pasts, and craft them into a narrative that makes sense to us, healing occurs and our brains can literally be wired, rewired for more secure functioning. Daniel Siegel's research also has shown that the main predictor of a child's attachment style is not whether or not their parents, their parents had an insecure or secure attachment style, but whether or not their parents were able to make sense of their own attachment history. Remember, so when you can make sense of your attachment history, you do not pass down transgenerational trauma. So here's where when parents had trauma and attachment insecurity, but were able to create a coherent narrative of what they went through, they were then able to break the cycle of attachment insecurity that can easily get passed down from one generation to the next. And instead, parents their own child from an earned secure stance. As adults, when we experience relationship traumas, painful breakups or losses, creating a coherent narrative about what happened is just as indispensable for our healing and integration. And she says it's uh, something that not everybody does, but if you do, when crafting the stories of your insecurely attached past, it is important not only to be able to describe and allow the feelings associated with what you've gone through, but to also develop an appreciation for the attachment survival adaptations that you took on. When connection is unavailable, inconsistent, intrusive, dangerous, or out of reach, the attachment system will either start to hyperactivate or deactivate as a survival strategy. Your attachment adaptations are what worked best in the environment that you were embedded in, and it is important to recognize the power and wisdom in the different styles that you constructed. She goes on to say, as we give voice to our past, accept and allow our pain, and even appreciate the ways we are shaped from this, we are better able to take responsibility for the ways that we still need to grow and show up differently for ourselves and in our relationships. Responsibility. This is what makes me actually quite humored. We no longer have to be victims of our past, but, be, but can be victorious in the face of it. Okay, so let me spell out love cycle people are not victims of our lives. I will state this again and again and again. Life is not a race some of us have a love cycle and that is where that i stand so i do not know this word victim with anything emotional and whenever people who come at me from their shame cycle they actually relate in a way when they're grown-ups thankfully i have my divine masculine friend they spell it out because you don't know human suffering maria you don't know what it's like to have that tsunami so yes i don't know what it's like to have tsunami with my own emotions Anyone who has an issue with this way of me talking about life, you don't need to tune in. I inspire human potential with the knowledge of me having the love cycle perspective. And I can contribute to support someone to get out of their shame cycle if you want to dissolve it. 
the part of how your body will feel is about the unresolved trauma and the charge states and the memory and i get it like the lady who yelled at me for telling her how i worked through my own panic attacks i didn't get upset at her because i'm a grown-up who understood that that lady is in her biological rudeness without even knowing the word but you can better bet that it was not nice nor is it necessary like people telling me how to live my life when nobody asked them the reason enlightenment soul age knows how to shut their mouth is because we actually are tired of little kids trying to meddle with areas that are not theirs basically other lives the other selves trying to merge and fit their actual self in our spaces <laughs> this is this feeling that daniel siegel described very well and i'm going to maintain my sense of ease because i keep on needing to try to share with my lovely regular listeners this is for you this random food for thought it's the fifth time that i am sharing this those of us who have self-agency and are in enlightenment soul age group from a love cycle we do not work with brokenness we don't do the tsunami in our body so sorry for those who have the tsunami there's great somatic sensory motor and trauma experts that are out there to help people who want to move out of the tsunami you can't handle that there are those of us who don't have human suffering i'm so sorry for those of you who cannot handle that some of us have a relationship that is restorative embodied self and it actually makes me very sad that the not objective people who want to define themselves as adults have no awareness of their own dysregulated body the minute someone says i have a love cycle i don't have shame i do not consider myself a victim of my own emotions and i'm so sorry that you need to equate that to someone being lucky or whatever it is that the words that will have come out of a mouth of a human being who says they love you and this is just in general people because this is unconscious so imagine your entire life people saying oh i love you i love you and then you're having an ease with life and there is a reactivity every time you're expressing your joy for life your ease with life your 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 pink tainted glasses <laughs> so this is the part it's like every time we have to hold back while someone tells us with their charge states that they're completely oblivious to that we're supposed to basically be in suffering so not only am i saying i'm happy i'm good you're a person who wants to tell me you care about me but you're wishing that i have human suffering okay now i've spelled it out so again back off and don't tune in some of us we have love we don't have suffering i'm sorry for those who do some of us want to be free to express that being victims is not us having emotions okay being a victim would be me being physically tortured i'm not being physically tortured thank goodness and hopefully there's no human being whoever tunes in here who gets that pissed at me for being a love cycle person and i'm serious when i think of people's unconsciousness there are very many clear ways that we know what we know and i study that's also why i know what i know and luckily for us it's only the close loved ones that represent any type of physical threat and i'm pretty smart about making sure i don't get people that would become that way and i mean it and that's something that i actually <laughs> have for a long long time known of how to maintain a sense of physical security because my body will tell me if i'm in any type of physical threat 
when you are a mystic for real and not pretend, you know what an actual physical threat is versus people who assume based on their hurts and they just start to label all those who they think are evil as evil. And that's because of their heartbreak from their childhood and whatever else that they're not actually dealing with. And then they want to go around saying that they are in favor of helping humanity, but they're really not because they're all yelling at each other. So here's the lady, 10 ways to get underneath the skin of the narcissist. You're not empowering anyone. You're creating awful people who are going to use your stuff in the way that you're telling them to use it with people who need help, which is not funny or empowering or loving or kind or any of it and again i can't wait for the good mental health people to start getting ai to get stuff offline offline and you know what if my cursing is a problem it's okay i'm okay with my stuff being taken offline because i share what i know can help people and it won't burst my ego that oh youtube or anchor or whoever took down my content obviously they have a reason now i love when people like to say oh but that's not free speech maria that's not it's like yeah you know what i don't really care about free speech right now i care about helping people to be better in life and that means air water and food fyi the basic necessities of life is number one on the list of any human being who has any common sense at all because everything else is basically like gossip. So that is how a person will actually prioritize life. It's basic necessities. Others think that's survival. No, it's actually you need air, water, and food to live. And I want all human beings that are here to be able to have some. Some people think it's not possible. Those same people are not 5D educators or 5D mystics or in their enlightenment soul age group. In fact, they're nowhere near anything inspiring human potential related because it doesn't call to them. What caused them are rigid people who tell them about the past being able to be present in the future, which it won't be. And on that note, that was a random food for thought back to our ability to be securely attached. So for some of us, our body is a safe haven and safe base. And we actually have a lot of patience with those who apparently wish that we were insecure in our bodies and that we were apparently not loving and happy, but that we somehow should be suffering because they do. And we are, again, quite equanimous in thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking, how can you say you love me and then you're in this state? And as a teenager, when you begin to see how people don't commit to their own stories in a way of being consistent. So I'm a friend. I'm going to be here forever, right? They get the boyfriend, girlfriend, then they're not anywhere to be seen. So these were those first things that took place or just people saying, yes, we'll keep secrets, right? Nobody keeps secrets, all these kinds of things. And you learn, thank you, Daniel Siegel, as teenagers, we actually have this pruning process that goes on with our brain till we lose some of the neurons or forget neural pathways, things we don't need. Uh, or I don't know, remember how he explains it, but the brain goes through an actual pruning process. And then we also move from looking to our parents as our only attachment figures and our siblings to our peers. And that's something important to note. And 
for those of us who are secure in our attachment and so we only know how to stand securely on our own two feet and how to be safe haven and secure bases for our own inner self when we meet again all the adaptive children along our way we learn how to become more and more equanimous because we're not looking to create ruptures we actually care about our loved ones and there's a way of deep knowing that those who can do and those who can't don't so if a person has this distorted sense of self which comes from attachment ruptures and trauma they can't be there for anyone they're in fact not even there for themselves and they seek types of relationships that can allow them to be seen and to be soothed and to be safe but if there's a defectiveness that equates i'm not lovable they will reject love and they will in fact deflect it reject it Um, they will also treat love true love not pretend love so the pretend love excuse me conditional love they they will not accept unconditional love they will want conditions that they will have been presented that's the story of those who are not in a secure attachment with themselves and functional adults and so they live out their karma and they don't learn about their dharma in fact they don't live and they let live (laughs) and they do not actually tend to people's emotional well-being they will on purpose at times because of their vindictiveness because you know a child that is not loved will get spiteful with those who are happy like i said when you have loved ones who you know have basically attachment ruptures and trauma and they do things that are spiteful in certain ways it's very clear to us that there's a lack of love and i have actually one and more people but i'm thinking of one story so my entire life though there's a knowledge of specifics in a way of compassion by the way so enlightenment soul age people only know compassion we don't do 4d land stuff which is really annoying when i see people talking about how they are uh loving and they will use even jesus and then they actually talk about dark auras and anointed ones and not anointed ones and for as much as we don't always know everything of course and so as a teenager definite for me a lot of ignorance but there's one thing that is still a constant so when i saw how people treated each other and i was taught god and jesus i'm a catholic although they won't be too happy all of them with the fact that i'm a reiki practitioner others are smart enough to know that it's not anything related to the devil because you know while some people think an institution cannot update its uh, own self i would beg to differ since the institution can update itself unless it wants to crumble into a bunch of ashes which it probably will at some point if it doesn't again uh, look to the future but also the scriptures that it hides there's just so many things not because of conspiracy i mean if anybody studies anything about history 
and I have the worst memory ever, but I'm a political science major and I know what the institution stood for. It's no longer that. You know, it's hard to let go of the fact that you no longer represent something that used to mean something. It's, it's changing times. Changing times in the mind of a person who's in enlightenment isn't the destruction of the past, it's changing. I, I actually never thought of that church for me as I grew up as what it used to be in the medieval times, which is why I, to this day, am shocked that people think of themselves as intellectually anything, because if you're intellectual, then you would know that you're not the entity of the medieval times. Like you would be able to get your nose, move yourself away and be depersonalizing something. And that is what smarts is. So to be smart is not you close up, no. You can't see far away from where you're at. You, you don't know what you're looking at. So it's personal. Everyone has personal. Learning how to get out of your personal is something smart if you're smart. Most people are not. They don't know how to move away and be equanimous. It's hilarious to me the number of people who think just because they regurgitate to me a bunch of books that they're smart. In the meantime, I'm looking at their life and I'm seeing a lot of other things that are not smart. And as teenagers, again, I'm like, hmm, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. How many infinite, infinite number of teenagers, infinite number of people who are busy with telling each other how to live life, what to do, and or just a bunch of blah, 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 blah. And, and what I was always wondering, why are they not just busy being themselves? Here's another one of those lovely Italian sayings is, who thinks for themselves, thinks for three. Now, I just translated that one because it's one of the ones I've heard a lot because of being someone who meddles within my family, my mother and my sisters business. And so they had consistently let me in on mind your own business, mind your own business, because I'm also bossy. And here's why for those of us who are actually love cycles we do know we do not matter because of course I don't matter I'm my own ego you're your own ego I ain't gonna rule your world and even if I try I'm gonna be told to mind my own business so some of us we learn to mind our own business for real and it isn't because we actually feel unaccepted although we process emotions in time so there's plenty of stories that we share with our loved ones and like I'm thinking right now, there are definitely there are definitely some of my loved ones that when we chit chat or when we chit chatted throughout the years, there's processing. So if there's one thing you will learn if you're a person who's doing personal growth, if you're moving into your own mindfulness, and if you learn good somatic sensory motor and trauma information, so as a, a person who does support people on that, what you will notice is that when you're able to release, so a good cry, okay, sadness is a primary emotion, and we release our charged states and that which is something that some will call trauma, others will not, so it's basically, you know, memories from the past that you can process, and our charge states, they have the different age groups. Every person has them. We have our one to three-year-old, our three to seven, the freeze of all ages. So the one to three is attached panicky, three to seven is shame submissive, 
freeze of all ages, flight of 11-12, and fight of 14-15-16. For those who are enlightened from the love cycle and in the enlightenment soul age group, our teenager is where we already began our connectedness to being an adult, a functional adult. So we began to process our own emotions with equanimity, although not a mature equanimity, of course, because you're only going to be a mature equanimous person as you keep choosing neutrality over duality. And I will use me to share with you that the ability to stay focused on life passions and on purpose, <clears throat> it's easy when you know your name and you know that you're a person and you want to do what you want to study again, or you have interests. So choosing interests is something very specific. Being able to become adaptive is what happens once you begin to go to college, for those who do, and for those who go to work, that's the same. Staying in the teenage self, that's what most people I've seen do. And as I meet young individuals, it depends. It seems like it still will depend on the person's path and choice. And I would say that this is something too soon to, to, to discuss for me. I don't have enough visibility to actually notice where our societal culture is headed. So I know that we're changing. That's why there's all this resistance to the changes because the medieval time people don't want the modern people. And that is something that we're going to leave alone for now. What I want to hone in on is the fact that change is here to stay and what is no longer going to be accepting of it is going away because they actually are growing older. And while 4D thinks there's some battle going on and they continue to live their mysticism in that arena, it's a mind's arena, by the way. It's not anything tangible. Tangible means let me have a role with the system. Let me have a role with the activities that actually lead our life on planet Earth. Um, so, yeah. The part about our interpersonal relationships. The people who have trauma and ruptures that they have not resolved. So the story I wanted to share, it is one that was described to me and I already knew, you know, this is an unfortunate. So when you have special bonds, it doesn't matter if you have people who are spiteful, envious, or vengeful when there's hurt. This is the part about compassion beyond reason. A 5D body type will be that. That's a restorative embodied self-human being who also consistently navigates life with an integration of the mind. So we use our left and right mode equally, meaning we don't disregard our emotions and, and shove them down. So as teenagers, again, we become the adult versions of ourselves because that's the first of your times of being able to start to contemplate heartbreak and people turning your back on you like a own individual. Okay. So here's the stories for those who have the uh, I don't matter, I'm broken, okay, defectiveness. Those are all to the enlightenmental age group person as a teenager. To me, those are all sob stories. 
every single one of them in the absence of awareness of all of what i know today they're all sob stories i don't know why they're complaining the ones who act like assholes are assholes and they're just being assholes and the reality to me was okay god made it very clear what it is to do and not do so i'm not really going to waste my time here because they're obviously making their choices none of them are committing to anything but I also knew they're teenagers. That's what the adults kept saying. Teenager, teenager. So, okay, they're immature, insecure people, period. Moving on, let me use my time with those who have better things and I have better things to do. So, when people are envious, jealous, spiteful, petty, gossiping, yada, 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 even if you're part of it, the part that is different is you're not a part of it in a way that it affects you because you're not broken, unworthy, or too much or flawed in a way that you say, oh, I hate myself. No, the minute you use your brain that way, a person who is 5D in body and mind will be like, what the fuck is that? Are you serious? Are you going to join the bandwagon of the morons? Because this is exactly how the brain of a person who has unconditional love will think the minute you insult yourself. Okay, so again, I'm specifying love cycle here. No shame. And so the minute that that even, I don't even remember, I think it was maybe once. I was like, yeah, okay, uh, let's, let's get out of the pity party here and move on with doing something more productive. Plus, you know, um, what was it? <laughs> I don't even remember which one of the probable commandments I use. It was like, uh, treat others like you want to be treated. Why would I treat myself bad if I'm going to treat others well? I'm going to do both equally. And so we didn't need to be told about secure internal attachment. We just did it. And we didn't get broken because that's the part. You can't break a heart. It's a muscle. And the, one of my first contemplations was that. And then there's a bunch of different sayings that people will have used. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. That's one of the common ones. And then those that instead are hurt by words, they say, until they do. So again, as a teenager, I'll present to you. These are funny things that all teenagers will have done. Those of us in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, we will test out the amount of love we can hold because, you know, what teenagers do, right? So this is where between the teenage boyfriend and the cheating and the friends lying, I got a bunch of practice on being loving. And in fact, it's beautiful. As I moved into mystical land, I actually brought complete resolution to that past with the two people my lovely teenage ex-boyfriend now but teenage boyfriend at the time and the companion so we are involved in each other's lives in a way that is of normal grown-up land because of me not because of them no because i was the one who wasn't ashamed or embarrassed to maintain a connection because there's nothing shameful or embarrassing or odd because to me love is not a temporary thing it's there that's what being in a ventral vagal state. So those people don't represent a threat. They're lying. They're hiding is a representation of what they are not capable of doing. Being grown-ups is something that people are not capable of doing. People don't know how to talk about their emotions. I'm serious, by the way, because somatic sensory motor and trauma experts have shared just how effective this insecure attachment stuff is to people. They don't even know it. They're charged states. Again, teenagers. I just thought I was dealing with immature teenagers. Lo and behold, they all grew up and they all have the same teenage attitude until maybe they won't. But I've already met 20-year-olds who talk like teenagers and seem to want to manipulate emotionally because they were heartbroken. So 
seems to me that the future won't be much different than the past because not everybody moves into the enlightenment soul age group it's too easy to say you broke my heart and now that it's broken i'm going to break yours and here's where we're going to spend the rest of our days doing this drama land it's not something that i actually condemn i'm happy people have it so that they can live out their very sad narratives which they actually promote because they say people can't be trusted when they're the first ones to have been the liars and the ones who do things behind people back people's back so what i learned as a teenager i learned actually again as an adult and it wasn't something i learned it was something that i forgot and that was because i got into the mix of this lovely mysticism that talks about us being souls in one soul and yada 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 and now that i'm able to relate to it from the truth of the matter which is it's an energetic uh, thing we're part of this fabric that is called consciousness and a human being is consciousness so the people that talk about the spirituality process and they don't know what this means in human terms let me spell it out it is a human being who allows their brain to move into integration because you use your left and right mode together and then all hands get on deck and you've created a differentiated self very very equanimous very very not angry buddhist but a person who can use this ventral vagal nerve toning in a way that is fabulous beyond a shadow of a doubt so much so that can also work through panic attacks and tell someone about it and that person getting pissy about it and me being able to be very easygoing so anyone who's enlightened will not be getting agitated with someone who doesn't know how to handle themselves emotionally we will learn in time thanks to our lovely loved ones how to handle ourselves we will also make sure to surround ourselves with people who love us because why would we be stupid about that one uh you know what makes me laugh a lot is when people like to talk about how we have chosen who's around us and we respectfully decline to mention what stupidity is in our books because if there's one thing that i find stupid and i found it stupid as a teenager was people complaining about each other and sticking around you don't have to have friends uh and really you're gonna make some friends because there's gonna bound to be someone who likes you at some point and even if not those of us who have interests in a way that is full of love we actually don't worry about it so here's a fun fact i was a child and i think my mom was saying as four or five as a person who's always loved reading and learning i was not a typical kid and i hear people sharing with me their same story but with a very different tone in their voice they're very much still in that defectiveness and worthiness i was left alone so it's the either self-aggrandizement ha 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 i don't care or it's uh and it's this whole you know victim again this is how people feel ah love cycle people we don't feel like that okay it's something that makes us cringe when people talk about being a victim i cringe because i think of an actual physical person who's a victim and emotions don't equal victim so it's just something that my body's like nope emotions not victim physical yes emotions no um 
prioritizing what actual physical safety is, that's all. And being able to disengage from feeling emotionally insecure. Again, it is a gift. It is a very beautiful gift to have a restorative embodied self and the ability to move into integration of the mind. Thank you, Jesus, for letting me in on forgiving for they do not know and just choosing love. And thank you, God, as well, for letting me in on treat others the way you want to be treated. Do not be disrespectful. Do not lie. Do not cheat. Do not steal. Very basics that mm, most people who want to use those same words and those same people I don't see them turning around and being in any way, shape, or form a representation of that which they preach and yell about, by the way, but they are not, in fact, in their functional adulthood. They are all in their adaptive child cognitive dissonance uh, spaces and medieval times. So as I was trying to get to another space, kid, four-year-old, my mom told me I went crying to her because none of the kids would play with me, but they all played with my twin. And that actually has been a consistent theme as we moved into our teenage years, because again, I don't do stupid shit. And not that she does, but teenagers, stupid. Again, immature, risky, doing a lot of things. It was very short-lived, my idea of even bothering to be with these people before I'm like, hmm, hold on a minute. Long-term goals, check, check, check. Are they doing anything? Nope, none. Am I going to follow? And here's another saying that my mother would love saying. So what, if everybody throws themselves off the bridge, are you going to follow them? No. Okay then. So why are you doing what other people do? So many sayings people never followed. Never, ever. Because what I saw, like when that lovely, horrible little social media thing came online, Oh my gosh, that horrible, horrible thing that I, I watched because I'm an online marketer and all the people that call people sheep, oh, I watched them flock offline and then flock on back online. And, and to this day, inside my heart, I'm like, wow, how are people so oblivious to their hypocrisy? How dare you call people sheep and then you don't even recognize that you all just did the little flockity flock flock. And it then makes me think of college humor. Because they got this one video, which as an online marketer, I've seen it again and again and again. And I laugh every time some new platform comes. I'm leaving Facebook. I'm leaving Twitter. I'm leaving here. I'm leaving there. Go ahead and leave. Who cares? <laughs> like how many people are actually watching? I, I used to engage. And, and the reality is I only engage right now with people that are part of my circle. Like when things have happened where I was shocked beyond a shadow of a doubt. Because again, you think you deal with adults until you realize that uh, you don't. And so everyone is a sheep, if we will. I will be a sheep just as much as any other person, but I definitely don't do things compulsively. So, but I'll be a sheep. Uh, I'm okay with that because I am a human like anyone else. The difference is I actually don't uh, treat people in a way that I don't want to be treated. And I don't speak out of my ass in a way that I don't contemplate. So... When I do anything, I usually will consciously contemplate it and I will take responsibility for it without any shame. That's the beauty of the love cycle. We'll stand up, which is also why there's a way that my face gets called. It's called a dick face. So my younger sister, she's the best one when she explains my dick face because she actually can get really into it. <laughs> and I already know why people will think, you're not loving, you're evil. It's like, no, I'm not. But then again, think what you will. I don't really give two shits about it because if you do believe I'm evil, we obviously won't be friends. 
because you would be stupid to be friends with someone who you consider evil, wouldn't you? This word, I love that word, but I don't use it often enough because I actually did learn a thing or two about only saying what is nice and really not using time with those who are not available to their own visibility. Most people are not. So we learn how to deal with those who did not learn how to love themselves because we're not going to actually be evil. As a teenager, I learned that, yes, words do hurt people's feelings because of the way people did decide to use their words and the way that we decided to contemplate it. And I said, wow, I would actually not do this. This is not something nice. I, I, why would I hurt someone that much? That's, that's really not necessary because of realizing that, yes, words can really be more hurtful than any sticks because the words you say will stick to somebody's mind now lucky for those of us who are 5d not so much and this is exactly where as a teenager what i learned was the viciousness and the evilness quote unquote but what i recognized was evil doesn't exist these are all immature insecure people who don't know how to handle their broken hearts and then as i got to becoming an adult and read psychology it confirmed and it, psychology kept confirming so much so that God knows I don't believe in evil. And today, you guys know, there's content. Evil doesn't exist. Evil is a person without a good somatic sensory motor and trauma expert. It is a person who has non-integration of the mind and can be supported. And it is a person who potentially has you know, a lot of other things that can be helped by our lovely, good mental health professionals. Evil is not something that exists. And as a mystic and someone who has gone beyond belief systems but is still in the connectedness with this lovely field of energy yeah i can tell you once you move beyond this 4d bandwidth which is really limited in scope man maybe i'll do an episode on that one tomorrow but um in the meantime when you move beyond this idea and concept easily it's because you're a 5d body type and i did this easily i said hey god I don't believe in evil. All of these books, they tell me that evil doesn't exist. I had read Eric Fromm by that time and the human genius art for evil and good or whatnot. And all he talked about to me was people who have human suffering. So I said, I don't know what's up with your people up here, but they're doing something wrong. Even the crusades, all this shit, you know, I don't know. I don't care if that means I go to hell. That's fine with me. I'm not supporting this. I, I don't support what they're speaking. And that was that. And in fact, the little bit of guilt <laughs> that arose or shame it was guilt. And I was like, yeah, of course, your institution raised you this way. There's nothing to be guilty of. Your heart knows the books speak true. These are educators. They were created by that, which is called God, basically. So there you go. It's a very easy thing. Plus, plus what people forget, all knowing, all powerful, all everything. And so if there is one thing that I was committed to and still am, in fact, is one, there is a very specific way that there is the conduct. It's to treat people the way you want to be treated. It's to choose to know that if you have been given something, there's only one way that you're asked to represent. It's not in the light of evil. It is not in the light of doing harm to anyone. It is in the opposite so when I see people wanting to use God and they use this ability of the past to say why their actions 
no that's a mob mentality and it's a mass and it is something that is not a representation of what true faith is if you hear a specific way of what it means from the heart though and it has to be a heart that is in a space of ventral vagal because that's the only way your body's going to be online as a human being a mammalian human being fight flight freeze is our safety behavior you're not thinking clearly when you're in safety behavior you're already defensive so you have a psyche that already feels in danger that's all you can look at it however you want but the enlightenment soul age group it is about love there is no evil 5d as well and for those who are not here it ain't a race nobody has to be here it's all perspective food for thought again becoming functional adults very easy for some of us for others not so much we'll be back with more have a wonderful day